What's up, podcast? Sal Styles here. Just wanted to chime in real quick and just let you guys know, Justin and I, we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. We'll talk about sports and talking about a bunch of random things like video games and whatnot and just some random chatter, just some stuff that we just like to talk about. And we collaborated with Manny, who's my roommate, and we decided to you know make a new segment of the SNJ Audio presented by SNJ Media. So that being said, here is Whatever Man. Manny, Justin, North Shirley. It's already recording, yeah, man. <laughs> the or beauty of post-production. What it is, people. What it is. Yeah. So we got Manny on the show. Manny hasn't been on the show yet, so Manny Silva, what's up? What's up, guys? Or Thanks Manny for having Beeston. me. Yeah, Manny Beeston. That's the... Uh, Plug in. Hashtag hey. Manny Beeston. Yep. Twitter, TikTok. Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, and Instagram. I'm pretty sure on... <sighs> I want to say on Twitter, it's Manny Beeson underscore, because some asshole took Manny Beeson before <laughs> I got the chance to like, get it. Who does that? Who but are you? Who else all, is Manny on, Beeson? On fucking Instagram and on, yeah, but yeah, on my other platforms, I was able to take it right away, and then somebody took it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I had like, this one where I was Sal Styles, like, 87, and that was unavailable, but that's, like, my thing. So I'm like, who else would take that? So I, I'm with you. Yeah, like, how dare you? You didn't come up with that, whoever you are. Yeah. yeah. I had to be JD Angel underscore. Yeah, same thing with him. Yeah. <laughs> so what's this what's this hoodie about? You got this quarantine and chill hoodie. Talk to us about it. Yeah, yo. Shout out to uh Kirill, the the AKA Slut Whisper. He used to have an Instagram and they shut it down, but they he shut has it down. <laughs> Yeah, man. He's How supposed, many times did it shut him down? They shut him down a lot. But oh, yeah. he, he posts some shit that I don't necessarily agree with. But for the most part, it's funny. I mean, you just can't follow him if you're sensitive. And if you are going to be sensitive, shut the fuck up. That's all I got to say. I mean, this guy throws parties. He goes out. He always makes fun of himself for having a tiny penis. Justin, you can relate. Uh, (laughs) Me and him would be great friends. (laughs) And he has a really hot girlfriend that he's always making fun of on his platform. And it's just... she just takes it. For example, yeah, I guess his I guess his uh, significant other is uh, on a on a band or something. She has her own band. She's a lead singer. But like I, I can see that. But like you know what? He's he's so stupid that I follow him for the dumb shit that he does and the stupid shit that he posts. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with it all, but for the most part, I find it funny because I'm not very sensitive. But yeah, like you know. But, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the world right now, there's so much going on with people. You know what it is? With social media and the internet now, a lot more people can be vocal about what makes them upset 100%. versus back then where people, I, I, I guess you can't really disagree because a lot of people say, you know what, it's... Tw- like in 2020 people are so sensitive i don't think that's the case honestly i think just a lot of people feel like they have a voice now because they can shout it out all over the internet and everybody sees that shit you put it up there everybody's gonna see it kanye sent his dick pic to one chick and everybody saw it i didn't see it but but (laughs) But it was you can't if you want to it's out there bro like 
Like, what can you do about it? But that's literally what it is now. If you get upset and you go online and you go to voice your opinion, everybody sees it. But the reality is now people are going to call you sensitive. I mean, I personally would call you sensitive too because if it really comes down to what you're talking about, a lot of people like to complain about their day-to-day stuff, like, oh, I'm not happy with my life. Don't go on the internet to complain about it. I mean, if you have a close friend like my boy Sal, I probably complain to him the most out of anybody. But on my social media, do you ever see me complain about anything? Not really. No, because no. I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to put my shit out there like that. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to post funny stuff, like shit that makes me laugh, because I don't want to spread negativity necessarily. But I also don't want to be like the oh, I, all I do is spread positivity because I don't. Like, sometimes I share shit that's hard to look at, like, stuff about animals. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody could tell me that a little kid got punched, and I feel bad for that little kid. But if somebody posted a video of a dog, like, a little dog getting the shit beat out of it by its owner, I'd be more mad about that. But it's more like, it's, what you're trying to do there is the intent. You're not necessarily trying to spread positive vibes or anything like that. I kind of, I'm vibing with what you're trying to say. Like, you're... You're spreading the awareness that these things shouldn't happen. In turn, the intent is like a positive intent, you know? Yeah. So I'm with you on that. I mean, I guess you could say that because a lot of people like to look at life and concentrate a lot on the negatives. And it's not to say you can necessarily ignore all the negatives, but you got to be realistic. Life is going to throw a lot of shit at you. It's going to happen. Absolutely. But here's the thing, too. It's you're in control. Like, you are in control of how you react to everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if something's going to happen to you outside of your control and you want to be mad about it and be negative about it and then make, bring other people down around you, like, that's, that's on you. But if you want to do the opposite and be thinking to yourself, hey, like, why is this a good thing? Or what did I learn from this? Or how can I be better? What can I do next? Like, that, that's solely on you. Like, you can do that. You know? Yeah, like, I have a lot of friends that advocate, like, for themselves, for things they feel strongly about. I guess you could say now I'm in my 30s, and, like, the things that I like to advocate the most are for, like, women. And it's a very vague statement to say I advocate for women because I, it, it needs to be more specific. So, like, I have a daughter. She's four years old. I want her to be able to grow up and do whatever the fuck she wants. But that's not the reality of the world where I'm on I'm on both sides of it because it's hard to think about. So, like, I recently worked for a company. I'm not going to say their name because mm-hmm. I don't feel like getting this monetized or anything like that. <laughs> but <laughs> they had released uh, they had released something to us via our work emails and said our goal for the next five years is to make 50 percent of the store managers women. I'm like, I see where you're going with this, where you want to you want to give equal opportunity to women, but instead of saying we're gonna make fifty percent of store managers uh, uh, store managers women, we should advocate to make sure we're putting the right person in that yes. position, yes. regardless of gender. Yes. We're not gonna we're not gonna pick a dude over a chick just because he's a dude. We're going to pick the right person. Because they're the right person. Correct. Because 
I can definitely say that I've, in my work experience, I've definitely ran into women that are definitely more qualified for the things that I've been doing versus myself. And not to say that I've ever been put in a position where like I've been taken over the, the female because I, I've never been in that place, but I've seen it happen firsthand. So like that, that's kind of like what my, my mindset goes towards to as I progressively get older. I want to make sure that I make it fair, but I also want to make sure that assholes aren't being assholes. Don't be a piece of shit to women just because they're women. Like I constantly go on, uh, on social media and me and Justin, me and Justin can relate something really big and we always can talk about sports and be right there with each other because he gets where I'm coming from. Not to say that you don't, but me and Justin uh, specifically are more fair with each other when it comes to like basketball and Justin knows that I oh, love talking 100%. about basketball. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love talking about basketball. You guys mentioned that's the only time you don't make fun of him. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Basically. And then me and Sal like to talk shit with each other about football, but I don't really have a lot of room to talk because I'm a Jets fan and my Jets suck. But the one thing that did happen this year is that the Jets beat the Cowboys. <laughs> don't even <laughs> You're start gonna have to that for the next three years. I know. <laughs> and... Ah, but, I just can't but, wait till the Cowboys go and stomp on the Jets next time they play. But it's been like a rough 10 years for me because the last time my Jets were relevant was in 2010 where we had Rex Ryan and motherfucking Mark Sanchez. And Mark, who's Mark Sanchez now? But uh, nobody. Uh, nobody. The butt fumble guy. He's the butt fumble guy. Butt fumble guy. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I was what, watching what that game. Was, what team was he on last? Was he on the Broncos? Like a backup? Either the Eagles or He was on the Cowboys. I think he was on the Eagles as a backup, honestly. I remember you. Hey, it's 11-11, make a wish. But, but yeah, like, so, like, me and Justin can relate a lot on basketball. But the one thing that I see a lot, it took me a couple of years to get into, but I remember it was one season where, like, I was sick and tired of seeing my Knicks get the shit beat out of them. So I just started watching whatever basketball game was on TV, and I started seeing a lot more WNBA games. Mm. And the biggest argument that a lot of people put up is that the WNBA games don't bring in as much revenue as the males. And that's 100% accurate. Yeah. But to say that the games are less exciting, in my opinion, that's incorrect. It's fair to say that that's my personal opinion, but when it comes to the reality of basketball, I'm more into the fundamentals, the skill set that people put through. Because any dude that's like six foot four and above can dunk a basketball. Yeah. Granted, yes, it's hard to drive to the paint and get that fantastic poster. And those posters are great, but they're becoming more and more uh, common. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they're that rarity anymore. Whereas back in the day, you had dudes like Sean Kemp and Hakeem Olajuwon just dunking on somebody. You had Shaq, hey, yeah, Shaq. Shaq going hard on somebody. I remember paint. me being a Knicks fan. I remember seeing the videos of Shaq dunking on Patrick Ewing and just pushing him on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff happens, bro. But like that was that was the thing back then. Like basketball was more rough. Basketball was more Mm -hmm. tough man's mentality. But in today's NBA, you got referees throwing up uh, technicals for everything. Everything. I stopped watching basketball a long time ago, honestly. And it's part of that reason. You know, it's just not as exciting for me. And 
don't know. I just kind of fell off that and just started watching football, personally. You know, I was yeah. back in, like, the... The Tracy McGrady and the uh, the Penny Hardaway even further back, you know, mm. like uh, when Jordan was still playing with the Bulls and he was with Pippen, you know, like that's when I was watching basketball and I was a kid. So, so, so the the one thing with that is basketball has changed and it has become a lot more controlled by rules and yeah. fouls, but there's still so much talent out there that just puts me in awe, like. The last two years, Luka Doncic has become probably the best, <laughs> one of the best basketball players and in the freaking world. And he's only in his second year. You know, the value of his rookie card is, like, ridiculously high right now. Yeah. I think, it, like, you, freaking, what is it? Like, it was, like, 45 bucks at the beginning. Now it's, like, over 400 I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you got a lot of people that talk about him and say, you know, how great he is. But not a lot of people like to remember that. He was 16 years old yeah. on the Real Madrid team mm-hmm. when he came to the uh, to the United States with his Real Madrid team to play the Celtics in um, uh, like their uh, they came to play uh, the summer league and Luca went off on them back then at 16 years old and this kid started playing professional basketball at 12 years old mm-hmm. so like he's coming in as wow. a rookie at 19 years old and this kid's a veteran mm-hmm. like this yeah, kid's a veteran and he knows. He knows all the shit. Like, this kid throws up balls. Like, he he sometimes looks like Steph Curry the year where he was just making everything. Mm-hmm. And he just throws up obnoxious shots and they just that go exciting. in. Mm-hmm. That was an exciting year. Not yeah, that, was a, that was a great Steph year for Curry basketball. And, and so Steph many Curry, people yeah. hated it. So many people were hating Steph on Curry's it. Steph Curry's one of my favorite players. They, they because he's actually, he's very skillful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a very good skill and set. And that's a very good thing to say, Sal. People hate success for certain people. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's just like... Like it's LeBron like, James, when he first came out, like he was coming straight from high school, I would consider he's getting successful, and people were hating on that too. Yeah, you know, like I, I was a LeBron hater for a while. I was a LeBron hater when he went to Miami, and then he went back to Cleveland, and I respected him after that. I hated I hated LeBron from the moment he got in the league. I just I didn't like the mm-hmm. fact that he was getting so much hype and. And looking back at it now, I would have told myself to shut the fuck up because that kid <laughs> definitely deserves it. That that kid was amazing. He was doing obnoxious things, just making the game look easy, like he was playing 2K on easy mode. And, and he, he just, still is. And he still is. He's 35 years old, and that dude looks ridiculous. And he does so much for his community. I think that's what really that makes took- him respectable. That, I think that's what really took it over for me, and it's sad to say that that's what it took for me to respect him. But the stuff that he did for his community, and the stuff, and the way he is with his family as a father, that's what really won me over. And now I'm like, I'm like pro LeBron, but I'm not a yeah. LeBron dick rider like fucking Nick Wright on um, <laughs> on the, um, ESPN. I think I he, ESPN, Fox Sports, what, whatever he's on, like that dude. That dude is the most ridiculous yeah. LeBron dick rider I've ever seen in my life. And then you got you got Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, yeah. Shannon Sharp. is ridiculous. I can't listen to Shannon. He, he, he is as bad as talking about LeBron as I hate hearing uh, Skip Bayless about talk about say, the Cowboys. And you have Skip Bayless who's the exact opposite because <laughs> he hates LeBron. Yeah, Does like he? I don't yeah. think Skip Bayless hates LeBron. I just think he hates the narrative that LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably. LeBron 
probably should go down as the greatest all-around basketball player of all time. But when it comes down to like the deadliest basketball players of all time, you got it. My one and two is automatically gonna be Michael Michael Jordan and yeah. Kobe Bryant. And like right behind them, if it wasn't for injuries, bro, fucking Tracy McGrady was right mm-hmm. behind them. You got dudes like Allen Iverson. Those dudes yeah, had yeah. killer Allen instincts. Iverson taking over games mm-hmm. like that's what it was and i'm not saying that lebron doesn't do that i'm just saying that lebron is a team player and mm-hmm. he prefers his team to be successful so that way he doesn't have to carry the entire team because if you look back at his first like i want to say eight years in the league he had to do that he, had, he had to carry his team to the finals and he he was doing it but he was not winning so, like, what did he do? He packed his shit and he went to Miami because he realized if I get on a good team, I'm going to be that it factor where I'm going to make us win a title. And he was able to do two out of three years making it to the finals with the Heat. And that was enough. With D-Wade? With D-Wade, D-Wade and Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Ray Allen was on there. Ray Allen was on there. If And a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, LeBron, uh, Le- LeBron won that finals. But let's be real. If Ray Allen would have never made that three, mm-hmm. that that series was over. Crazy game. Yeah, that shot was like crazy. I remember that game. And like, if he lost against the Spurs, he would have only won like one championship at that point. Yeah, because he only won two out of the. And that's why Kawhi, I feel, is so relevant. Besides of the fact that he carried, uh, you know, after seeing how the the. The Toronto Raptors played this year so far before the league being shut down due to the due to the coronavirus. So disappointing. Yeah, tear. Um, I don't cry. The the Raptors <laughs> actually were not doing bad at all. Like I've, being being the defending NBA champions, mm-hmm. I want to say they're they're right there in the top half of the Eastern Conference. I think like the third or the fourth seed. I wanted to. I wanted to say they were the third or the fourth seed, yeah. but I didn't want to look like an asshole on camera. They won last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I I don't pay attention as much. Yeah, I mean, I probably worst. knew last year that Euro. they won because I was watching it, but yeah. at the same time, I just can't remember that that was last year. Yeah, they won. Imagine all the years Kawhi, start to mesh. If Kawhi was still in Toronto, that would probably be a top seed. Like, even though they're still the Bucks, they would either be a first or a second seed still because Kawhi was such a big factor on that. Giannis still has a lot to prove mm-hmm. because um, he's going through that phase right now that James Harden went through a lot where James Harden was an animal during the regular season and then he just mm-hmm. fell off in the playoffs and he didn't do shit. And he's still going through that. <laughs> yeah, he's still going through that. I mean... Right, even you know what's ridiculous is that people are debating now. Now that Russell Westbrook is on the Rockets, they're like, "Is it still James Harden's team, or is it is yeah, it Russell uh, Russell Westbrook's team now?" And I'm like, "I think that's stupid." Like Russell Westbrook's been there one year, and Russell Westbrook is trying to do whatever he can to win. I still say it's James Harden's team because he's been there the longest, and he's still putting up like crazy numbers. James yeah. Harden. James I mean, James Harden's a beast. He's a great player, man. He's, he's a beast. So like. I hit, and a lot of people have a crybaby. Yeah, he is definitely, <laughs> definitely a crybaby. Cry <laughs> it, it, that's another thing that sucks about the NBA. 
this, the big superstars can cry all they want and they won't get technicals and you got some guy that's like... Stares at the bench and then gets a technical. Yeah. <laughs> I forget who that was, but that was stupid. Wait, what? That's a real thing? Yeah, that was a real thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I forget which game that was. But I thought was, you were being like, you know, no. funny because that's like your kind of humor. That, well, that it, I was being funny, but that was an actual thing that happened this year. <laughs> yeah, you got... I was watching a Laker game, and there was a foul called on Danny Green, and Danny Green was like, come on. Like, literally, that's what he said, come on. Come and on, they gave him a technical. It's like, what the heck? Like, How sensitive can the referees be? Like, yo, the referees want to make it about them so bad, and mm. nobody gives a fuck that you're there, man. Nobody is going to the NBA to watch you referee the game. Nobody's going to know your name besides mm -hmm. when the commentators say who you are. And that rarely even happens. Joey Crawford isn't there anymore. <laughs> that was the only one that everyone knew. The ref? Yeah, yeah Joey Crawford, was, he was a black dude, right? I don't even know the ref's um, name. No, he was a, I think it was the white guy. Really? Fuck. Mm. Was, I must be mixing up my sports. <laughs> that sounds familiar. He, was a, he had some outrageous calls. <laughs> Then, like, one of the referees uh, wrote a book about how uh, how he made money by fixing games. And I'm just looking at that like, that's fucked up, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how many, how many people's careers you've ruined? Like, there are so many Hall of Famers that are in the Hall of Fame that don't have a championship ring. Mm -hmm. But then you got, you got dudes like Michael Jordan... Uh, shitting on LeBron because he only has three and Kobe had five. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the... Like, when people would stop comparing for a brief moment uh, LeBron to Michael Jordan, they were debating LeBron to Kobe, and Michael Jordan was like, I mean, Kobe mm -hmm. got five and uh, LeBron got three. <laughs> Five's better than three. I thought LeBron had more than three. Maybe just because I've seen well, him in the finals so many times. LeBron went to the finals eight years in a mm -hmm. row. And... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty no, sure. No, he went eight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went eight years in a yeah. row. That is ridiculous. And only That's came so out with three rings? Only came out with three rings, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And he made it to the finals before those eight that eight times in a with row. With the Cavs. Yeah. yeah, with the Cavs. Yeah. When he faced the Spurs. I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like the Buffalo Bills. You know? That's why. Make like it to the Super Bowl all the time and never come out with a ring. Freaking Bills. The Buffalo the, Bills. Um, that's why. Right. Well, they're probably about to be the top of the division well, this year. So <laughs> it is 2020 right now. It is March of 2020, and the Buffalo Bills still don't have a Super Bowl ring. So if we ever look back on this video, and then they happen to win in the future, let's hope they don't. Because I'm not a Bills fan by any means. We can I mean, laugh. We can laugh. Uh, I'm from the Bronx, and I cheer for all New York teams, even though Buffalo. I guess you're part of New York. Yeah, <laughs> even I the guess. XFL. Even the XFL. Yeah. The New York Guardians, I was all about it. I, I, was, I, was, I was following the game, and I liked the way the XFL was doing it. You know, the, the, cool. the, the little sideline interviews right after plays. Like, I was, that was driving I, me so crazy. I honestly hated it. <laughs> did you hate I that? hated that. Every play. We laughed. Every single mm -hmm. time they did a play, and that girl referee would, uh, girl referee, that girl interviewer would run out, and she'd be like, <laughs> she was like, what is that? And the guy was just like, He's like touchdown. And then he just walked away. <laughs> Like keep playing. What? What are you gonna do to you know to come back? Keep playing. Okay, I guess they're gonna keep playing. And that was like every interview, and I was like, what? The I was like, that's a little. It's a little much. Maybe they should yeah. cut back on the interview. Every now and again, sure, but 
Yeah, I was pretty disappointed when they announced that they were um, gonna just cancel the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm like, it's your inaugural season, even though this is your second time doing it, and you were they were taking it so seriously. Yeah, they were to just let this just cut it out because I mean, I guess I, I guess it, I understand it might be the right thing to do. I might just be full of shit. It might be the right thing to do because I guess if you think about it. When, if and when sports are allowed to uh, re- resume, the NFL is already going to start their preseason. And then for them to still have the XFL going, like, their ratings are going to tank. Just, yeah. yeah, Everyone's just going to be watching it. At the same time, imagine how they look. You know, like imagine how, like it's basketball stops, hockey, um, it's over right now, right? Hockey, yeah. So basketball stops, baseball stops, all the sports stop, and then XFL continues. You know, imagine how they would look. No, that's not what I meant. I, I, no, I'm, I'm changing the subject a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. You know, I wasn't trying to, like, spin it off there. I was just saying, like, in a different perspective, imagine how the XFL would seem on a brand-wise, you know, like, or, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So, their reputation. Mm-hmm. If they stayed open and just stopped, you know, Yeah, while the corona thing was going on. Yeah, I mean, that... that I I don't even think that could be a possibility because that Vince McMahon is already under enough heat with how bad the WWE is doing. I mean, the writers of the WWE are just retarded so at this bad. point. It's so bad. I used to watch wrestling on a weekly basis when I was like a teenager. They're in the PG era of time, but that the stories were actually pretty good. Like I CM Punk versus John Cena, like during that whole feud, that was like the last best feud like i just unless i'm forgetting something but unpopular opinion i think cm punk is awful go ahead but yeah that's fine. But, <laughs> um yeah so nowadays it's just like they're not even trying anymore it's and it's all vince because he's the one that makes the decisions and he will scrap like things right after like right as the show is going and be like no change it up and do it this way like he doesn't see anything in ricochet ricochet's Amazing. Ricochet is awesome. Ricochet is so awesome. much talent. Mm-hmm. You used like, to be such a big pro John Cena fan when you were a kid. Yeah, you, you told me that, and I was John just John like, was I? Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm not So sorry. I liked John Cena a lot more before he he did the whole Marine movie. The very first Marine movie. Remember, he fucking, he was in that movie. Before he did that, he was all in his thugonomics uh Oh, you were in the gimmick. Mac one? That, that was, was into, probably when I was. I was into yeah. that John Cena. No, no, that was afterwards. That was after that. Because okay. I, I saw John Cena on his debut. I saw him live come out when Kurt Angle was calling out anybody. John Cena came out. He... Uh, Kurt Angle is like, what trait do you have that makes you think you can battle with the very best? And he ruthless said, ruthless aggression. Right. And he just snuffs him in the face. Like, that that was the John Cena that I wanted to see. And then he just turned so face. It was just too much. He became the face of the brand for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of that is when you really liked John Cena, which is not a problem. You know, I just hated he the He was for the kids. He, he, he was, was for the kids kid. and you were a kid. Yeah, you were a kid, you know? man. So I used to let you like give me, uh, or yeah, <laughs> you were so little. I would just like climb on your shoulders and then flip over you, and you're like, yeah, I did it, <laughs> and I would kick out. And so then I, I grew up and became a crusher. And then you grew up, and then you're like, oh, this is actually wrestling, and your humor changed. <laughs> you changed. I, don't know I what changed happened. a lot. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. 
And then you became a huge Chris Jericho fan out of nowhere. I still don't know how that happened, but... It's because he was just an asshole. <laughs> Dude, I fucked with Chris Jericho when he first came over from WCW to the WWF. Y2J? He, he Y2J. was always shitting on Stephanie. That was the thing that I loved the most. Like he always used to call Stephanie a whore on live television. That always thought That's that why was Do you remember the, uh, the skit that he did when she went through her, like, her boob change? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, like, last month, bam. Now, bam! What happened? <laughs> yeah, he called. He just called around. She was so ashamed on live, on live television, and it's like, I was like what? All the fans were just roaring, and then like it was there was so good. There was a segment because uh, Stephanie and Triple H were so big at one point. She was the women's champion, and he was the uh, the World Wrestling Federation champion. They would come out all the time together and just shoot their promo. And at one point, I remember The Rock and Chris Jericho both came out and they just shitted on both of them so hard. <laughs> it was the most hilarious thing, and they were, it was so charismatic. You you couldn't stop. You couldn't keep your eyes off that TV. But that's when I fell in love with wrestling. Obviously, I'm not I'm really? not with the original WWF like back in the day with like. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, The Ultimate Warrior, yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake the Snake, yeah. um, Vader. You had Macho all these, Man. all these dudes. Randy Macho Man Savage. You had all those dudes. I'm. I was right after that era when the Attitude Era started with Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Chris Jericho, Triple H. Uh, remember um ken shamrock dude ken shamrock ken shamrock like everybody talks about ronda rousey like she's the first big star to come oh, from ken the uh, from wc i'm oh, oh, sorry ufc ken shamrock. ken shamrock was that dude ken shamrock came from the ufc and just annihilated people and you they got built him up so like so hard but they just did him dirty like they, hmm. he could have had so much more yeah, you know? he could have, but I think I think what it was is like people probably didn't want to get in the ring with him, man, because he even though he might have been a good wrestler in our eyes, he probably was pretty bad when it came to like faking shit. He Maybe. might he might have forgotten to pull some punches, and some dudes were like, "I'm tired of wrestling that guy. I don't want to <laughs> wrestle with him no more." He's taking it too seriously. <laughs> this is too this hard. Is bullshit. I have a black eye. <laughs> he's actually he's the way he looked at me. <laughs> I looked him in the eyes. He had those crazy eyes. <laughs> and then here, and then like, oh man, all-time favorite Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. You, hey, you rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero, man. But I remember when Eddie Guerrero wasn't anything. He was just like he was kind of like managed by China, and they like what? had a romance thing, and it was just so yeah. irrelevant. But he just made it funny because of what before he of what yeah, what he was. Yeah, this is way before <laughs> your time, Justin. I mean, mm -hmm. this was back in like the mid '90s. In early two thousands, is just watch watching yeah. these guys perform, and it wasn't PG at the time. I'm pretty sure it was PG thirteen or some or something TV like fourteen or TV fourteen, like or whatever. And like their bra and panties matches were a thing. That was a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was the best part for me uh, personally about the bra and panties matches is not only that the girls would get down to their bra and panties, but I would love to hear the commentary from uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry King Lawler. That shit would make me laugh. My favorite so can't do that anymore. My favorite part of that was Trish Stratus. Yeah. Easily. Facts. <laughs> to this day, she's still one of my favorites. I don't even care. Mm -hmm. You know? So, but 
So you started watching wrestling around that time then? Yeah, that's when I started watching wrestling uh, around that time. It uh, The dudes at school is what put me on it. Like my, you know, back in the day in the Bronx, you didn't watch much besides the Yankees. And my dad was, my dad's Peruvian, I'm Peruvian. So like all I really got to watch on TV was soccer and whatever he wanted to watch. But when my boys put me on to wrestling and, and watching anything else other than the Yankees games, I was all about it. And like back in the day, we had the black cable box that made, gave you all free cable. Free. We used to wa- I used to make my dad watch the pay-per-views with me and I would just watch it. My dad would always be like, you know, that shit's fake, right? And like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, that shit's dope. <laughs> wow. I was like, dad, maybe the pay-per-views are real and just the regular shows are fake. Trying to justify that argument. Yeah. I just wanted to watch them. But like, so many times the rock being put over and nobody remembers but the rocks really started out like when he first started getting famous was when he was a heel he was domination he was a heel and then like all of a sudden his rep just picked up he went from rocky malvea to rocky Rock, uh, and then the rock mm-hmm. the rock says <laughs> i remember when uh he was it was WrestleMania 14. He went up against Triple H, and he—I th- can't remember exactly, but I just remember the at the end of the match, Farouk like abandoned him. Yep. You know, so and then that's like when it started like disbanding and world. Farouk was the leader. He wasn't the leader anymore. The Rock became the leader of Nation Domination. That's what really started to build him up from there. You know, but I started watching like way before that. Like I started watching. When Shawn Michaels and Diesel were like, or Kevin Nash. Yeah, you guys had all the VHS tapes, you and Shawn. Yeah, I still have them. <laughs> oh, do you really? Yeah. Yeah, when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart would feud, uh, Diesel and Shawn Michaels were like a team Bret before Hart he went to WCW. Shawn Michaels. Yep, and Shawn Michaels went from number one in the Royal Rumble and won all the way, finished it, went to WrestleMania, won the championship title before the Attitude Era when he lost it to Stone Cold. But like, Around that time, you know, when it was starting to slowly shift from the Hulk Hogan days, you know, and all the way to the attitude, you know, that that hiatus in between, that's when I started watching. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to rank a lot of those guys, thinking back on it now, because I can't put, like, I can't say that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the best. I can't say that The Rock was the best. I can't say that Triple H was the best. They were one of the best entertainers. Because... Their characters were just great. Their characters were unforgettable. They're mm-hmm. like, and that's WWE. It's entertainment. So it's, it's entertainment. Like, yeah. 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 Whereas like you have more. you have dudes that went through so many gimmicks before they got theirs. And like even Triple H. Triple H came in as Hunter, Hunter Hearst Hems- Hemsley, and his Stone Cold was someone else before he yeah he, came to he was. He, I, I th- I'm pretty sure he was like dashing Steve Austin at one point. I think you're hair. right. And he had blonde hair. Then he, he hated saved it. it shaved <laughs> it all off. He won the King of the Ring. And he was like, Austin 316 just said I whooped your ass. And then it all changed. Yeah, it all <laughs> changed. And he, just, he was just the rattlesnake. He was badass coming in with the glasses set, Austin 316. Yep. And then, bam, shattered. people off and everything. Uh, he... He was a great entertainer. Like, maybe not the best wrestler, like you were saying. I mean, think about it. His finisher was the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> it was he fun. sold it so well. It was Everyone so loved fun. It. Yeah. Yeah, who was, bro. Who was the people that you love, like, who get stunned, and then they sell and it And then so they just well. flip it like The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> who are some of your other favorite ones? 
Um, who was it most recently? When uh, well, it wasn't uh, Stone Cold, but Kevin Owens gave someone this Kevin thunder. It was. Owens. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Sold yeah, he sold that so good. He sold that so good. He I was what happened? He essentially did a backflip. <laughs> that was so funny. It. I was like, oh my god. That's like the best part of the stunner is when they just flip it like crazy. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Because it it doesn't it. That probably doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> so like, what is it it's just like. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it could. I mean, if you're Imagine falling if a, into it, but like most people just bow down jump with up. it and then jump backwards. Yeah, but it's a, it's essentially a sitting RKO. Yeah. yeah. Like but, an RKO would hurt. But, but, but no, because no, a, a stunner could too. Because if you got to think about it, I mean, if I'm holding your head right here, let's say I'm holding your head down. And I got your chin on my collarbone. When I when I come down, it gives like I put your push your jaw that's back. True. That could hurt, bro. If you're like squeezing it real hard, yeah, yeah that's yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, executing on that perfectly, yeah. it would be real difficult in real life. I guess what I'm trying <laughs> to say is that it may be fake and it may look hilarious, but that shit could really hurt you. That yeah, could. I mean, you see, if I wanted yeah. to hurt you, I hurt you, Justin. Do it on camera. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn but yeah, a lot of the moves are like like when people are jumping off ladders and all that. Like that's that's not fake. Like no. when you're landing, like that hurts. <laughs> you see all the scars a lot of the time, like with Daniel Bryan. Like oh my god, I remember I saw a picture recently of a guy that did like a chop challenge, and he just took all these chops right to the chest, bare chested, mm -hmm. and it was just awful. You could see the outline of people's Oof. fingers on his chest and it was just, it just looked like raw flesh ouch awful Oof. awful ouch yeah chops hurt i've been yeah. chopped i've been chopped back when i was 18 long time ago I, no i think it was a 17 maybe oh around that time you know we were doing backyard wrestling and we had this trampoline in the backyard and we would use that as our ring and then we have entrances and Christmas lights to like make like the runway, whatever. Uh, Brian would drive Ryan in his car into the back because he was supposed to be JBL. <laughs> he had like a. <laughs> and then Ryan would claim that he's a wrestling god. <laughs> but, oh, God, Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. I was the showstopper, you know, and it, Matt was the chosen one. But like we would have like matches, and it was awesome. But there were some times where, like, like Matt would chop me, you know, and we would actually go hit each other, you know? Like, he chopped me, I chop him back, and it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. And I had a shirt on, because back in the day, like, I had all bones, you know? <laughs> Hardly any muscle. I was starting to build it at the time. That was a long time ago, you know? But, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff back then, and we would actually, like... <laughs> we wouldn't punch each other for real for real but like we would actually like hit our hand you know but it looks so good but when you put your hand on someone's face and punch your hand you're gonna feel the shock absorption through it so it still didn't feel too good that's fair because when i did boxing and somebody would punch me even though i would block it my fist would still hit me so mm -hmm. that is not fun mm -mm. Mm, I didn't do I didn't do any like backyard wrestling because oh, we did all the time. I mean I lived in New York <laughs> so we didn't really have backyards we just had like the front of our building and then we didn't go to the back of our building because that's where the crackheads would hang out and that's where you go no, if you wanted to smart. be abducted so you would well, you would have to be uh, actually wrestling for your life mm -hmm. fair enough case. yeah mm -hmm. no. kicking shit man kick some dude in the nuts <laughs> running away <laughs> Speaking of kicking, stranger danger stranger danger favorite moments of backyard wrestling 
was an exhibition match, non, uh, not on camera. I wish I still had those tapes. They're somewhere. I don't know where they are. I think Mason has them. But yeah. I did a uh, I did a sweet chin music to Ryan. You know how tall that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan Davis Taco Bell. So sweet chin music hit him right in the mouth, and he actually like bit his lip, and my foot hit him in the mouth too. So he was he was bleeding, you know, like legit bleeding. And I was like, I can't believe I just hit you up there. Like I'm short. He's tall. <laughs> I was like, that that was awesome. It's impressive. Yeah, it was impressive. He is a big dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, those those are fun. We had exhibition matches all the time. All the time. I guess, you know when I fell in love with football? I fell in love with football when I actually played it. Um, Because, like, you talking about backyard wrestling, me and the guys in, like, elementary school, we would stay after school after everybody left. And we would have, like, a giant playground. It was all concrete, though, so it's not like we had, like, dirt and grass. It was all concrete. And we would just run routes, throw the ball, and somebody would try to intercept the ball or block the ball from being catched. And that's what I would do. But the 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 sad part about those stories were is that that's what I was doing when I was supposed to be in a uh, reading program. And when my dad found out that I was skipping the reading program to go play football, I got my ass whooped so bad for all you people out there that say, oh, that's awful. It wasn't because I probably deserved it. I mean, that's I deserved it. It's pretty fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was different times back then. Yeah, this was back in the 90s. So, like, (laughs) it was happening. It was happening. I I got beat too. I mean, Justin probably didn't get beat up too bad. I get beat up by everyone else. (laughs) To this day. We beat him up now. (laughs) Off camera. Help from lost times. Call 911. (laughs) Call (laughs) 911. It's like, put him in the witness protection program. (laughs) Yeah, I started watching football when I was 10 when this guy was introducing me to football, but I didn't know he was a Cowboys fan. So I was watching all the local television, which was the New England Patriots, and that was during... That was the year before they went undefeated. So... That was, like, the year when they went up against the Colts in the AFC Championship and lost. And I was like, oh, damn it, dude. <laughs> wow, dude. He was, like, 10 years old, cursing up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you did watch the Cowboys back then with me. If I, I would have been a Cowboys fan. That's if I knew crazy. you were a Cowboys fan, I would have been a Cowboys fan. That's crazy. Because I was young. I'm only a Jets fan because my uncle made me watch the Jets when I was a little kid. And he gave me a Vinny Tessaverde jersey. I have no idea where it is now, but it was like... A, Probably doesn't fit. No. Well... No. Um, <laughs> but it, it was so dope, though. Like It was like a special edition jersey. It wasn't like the regular uh, Jets jersey. It, it was dope. That's all I could say. It said New York Jets right on it. Interesting. And... But yeah, that's when I started watching the Jets. And then like I had to deal with all the years of my team just being awful. I had a, a one all right year with Brett Favre when he was there. We went 10 and 6. And then two AFC championships back to back just change. just to deal with losing at the AFC championship. But the one thing that I can't say is that one of those two years we beat the Patriots in the playoffs yep. with Tom Brady. Yep. As their quarterback, so you know what? I remember that. That, that was an upsetting day. That's like winning yeah. a Super Bowl yeah. for a New York Jets fan. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> and then Mark Sanchez butt fumbles. And then yeah, he butt fumbles. <laughs> and that's when it all went downhill. 
<laughs> to be fair, though, I hated uh, Rex Ryan the moment we hired him. I, I didn't like his attitude, I didn't like his demeanor, and I didn't like him saying that we were going to be the shit when I knew we didn't have enough pieces to be what he claimed us to be. He's an analyst now, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's an analyst now. Nobody wants him to be a coach. I mean, I, coach I can't that. believe that the Cowboys had Jason Garrett for so long, and then he gets hired to be an offensive coordinator for the Giants. I feel bad for all Giants fans. Um... Oh, they have Joe Judge, <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback coach for the Patriots. I'm no, sorry. he's a wide receiver, oh, coach, wide receiver the, coach. Yeah, you're right. He's a. I call him a bandwagon Patriots fan all the time. He didn't even know that the he knew the guy's name. He didn't even know he was the wide receiver coach. I knew he was one of the coaches. <laughs> I knew he was one of the coaches. It's hey, bad I'm pretty happy that we got Mike McCarthy though. So I mean, I'm it's bad proud. enough that he's a Cowboys fan. What's that supposed to mean? I mean. Next to Patriots fans, you guys are probably the worst fan base no, in all not. of America. We are America's team. <laughs> you guys haven't been America's team since Tom Brady won his sixth Super Bowl America's ring. Team. <laughs> still America's team. You yeah. do like that that picture. If I could find it, I would show you. Maybe I'll like bloop, put it up there somewhere. You know, during a post production or whatever. But that picture where it says like most fans or whatever, and it has like a United States, and then it like. Every single team is on there. Cowboys fans cover most of America compared to the other teams. Now, New England's up there. You know, they are up there. Well, they're going to go down now. It's on Brady. They're going to go downhill, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, in my opinion, I think the worst fans are Eagles fans. So, <laughs> yeah. And I know plenty of you. And if you're listening to this, I stand my ground. Specifically you. You know who you, know who you are. And you. Both of you. You're both related. Eagles fans are alright, but I mean, I personally I, have no problem with Eagles fans. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Eagles I've fans. I've seen how they are with stuff. Well, mean, they come I, out I, hot. I, get, I get why he doesn't like Eagles, Eagles fans because Beagle. they're in the same div- divisions. Beagle. No, I like Eagles fans because my dog's a Beagle. I, <laughs> I personally, I think the worst fan base in my fans, but that's just because of most of my best friends are the Giants because they're all Giants oh, fans. Can't stand them either. And... Same Their division. argument yeah. every time is the two Super Bowls. So I hear that all the time, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, they did stop your undefeated season. Which is true, but it was back in the day. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They suck now. I was rooting for the Giants in that Super Bowl because I wanted fine. to see that. <laughs> I wanted to see the Patriots lose. I, I always root for the New York team regardless. But when the New York teams that I root for, if they go up against my Jets... I'm rooting for my Jets. I don't care if we lose. That's that's my team. But like when the Giants made it to the Super Bowl, I was all Giants the whole time. Did I go out and buy a Giants jersey? No, absolutely not. But I was cheering for them. I don't care if you call me a bandwagon fan. I don't. I don't bandwagon cheer. Fan. I, don't, I don't cheer for them the whole it's like, season. It's like you had that telepathic moment <laughs> where I'm just like, do it. But. That that that's that's legit. I was so hyped when when the Patriots lost. What's funny is that my dad is such a big hater of the Patriots mm. because of Tom Brady. I always look at him. I'm like, you're so full of shit. Because when the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl with uh, Donovan McNabb, my dad was cheering for the Patriots at the time, oh, and really? I don't know why. <laughs> hmm. Weird. I'm just always cheering against the Eagles because I can't I stand the Eagles. Didn't grow up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, I just eyewitnessed the first two Super Bowl losses, and I will never forget David Tyree's catch. Never forget. Or Mario Manningham. <laughs> you know, actually, like, I was watching one of those, like, all-time greatest plays or catches or something, and surprisingly enough, uh, both of them are on there, you know, shocking, but the one where, I think it was David Tyree caught it on his helmet, and Mario Manningham caught it on the sideline. He caught it on the sideline. Right. That the catch was sideline both one, they're both ridiculous, but I feel like the sideline one wasn't as, oh my god, as David Tyree's helmet. Yeah, because David Tyree, if he didn't catch it, that would have been game. That would have been game. Right. So I feel like that should have been, you know, higher on the list. You know, better. But it was the reverse on the list I was watching. Hmm. The Mario Manningham one when he caught on the sideline. And I was like, why? Why? I don't get it. I I personally get it. Um, I don't like the helmet catch because I feel like that was... I, I, I can't... I can't with good conscience say that I would have called that a catch because I don't feel that he had control of the ball even though he had it pinned against his helmet like I feel like that was ridiculous to me just like all Cowboys fans that say Des caught it he didn't catch it but that's regardless of the point that Mario you listeners right now if you're listening to this audio instead of watching it currently I have this really disgusted look on my face (laughs) man he's an asshole (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. Des caught it. <laughs> Mike McCarthy admits it now. <laughs> he, oh yeah, he was a catch. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. A, <laughs> technically, <laughs> it was a catch. You know, but by rule, but it was a catch. But you, uh, the Mario Manningham catch on the sideline that was sick. And the only catch that I could compare that to is the ridiculous catches that Chad Johnson used to make in the sidelines. Remember the ones where his, literally only his tippy toes would be on, um, on the grass and before going out of bounds and he just controls the ball and catches it. Like that would be ridiculous. That that's how I saw the Mario Manningham catch. That's why I would put it over the helmet catch. And it was almost, and what was almost worse was the Jermaine curse catch that would have, been terrible, but luckily Malcolm Butler made that interception. If he, mm. if they ended up scoring, that probably would have been higher on my list. Because <laughs> I still wouldn't have seen the Patriots, uh, the Patriots win a Super Bowl at that time. Because that was the first Super Bowl I ever saw him one was against the Seahawks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I. It's okay. I saw my Cowboys win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. And if they don't ever make it to the Super Bowl again in my lifetime, I will be very disappointed. But at least I could say, my first ever NFL game, they won. I'm just happy I got to see Tom Brady play. <laughs> Same. Last yeah. year. You got to win. It was really I mean, cool. I, I'm happy I got to experience greatness. A lot a lot of people will say that I'm a fake Jets fan because I'm about to say this, but I will wholeheartedly say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm such a fake Jets fan. <laughs> Tom Brady is ridiculous. Tom Brady is that dude that I don't care what you say. If he has to go down the whole field and you give him a minute and 30 seconds, you lost that game, my friend. Have you seen the movie The Other Guys? Yeah, there you go. Yes. Nope, it wasn't The Other Guys, but also that was a good movie. It It was was, uh, Ted 2. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I mean, Mark the, Aria, the other guys, it was Derek Jeter. 
It was Derek Jeter. Yeah, no, but uh, Ted too when they snuck, in, they snuck in Tom Brady's house. Yeah. Hey, I was thinking Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, I saw that scene. When <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> and they tried to, like... What are you doing in my house? <laughs> jerk him off so they can kiss. <laughs> they tried to jerk Steven. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I didn't see the movie, but I saw that scene. I saw that scene, too. I didn't see the whole movie. But... <laughs> Mm. All right, I think this is a good point where we wrap up. You know, we're about to hit the hour mark. Keep it around that. So, but yeah, I mean, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Like, definitely give us some feedback. Let us know if there's anything you want to talk about. If you want to be part of the show, you know, or anything like that. And you know, hit us up. So I'm at Sal Styles eighty seven on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Manny Beeson on Instagram. Manny Beeson underscore on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know the show's pretty much all over the place right now because this is the first taping that we've done. Um, it was just a spur of the moment type That's thing. It's gonna be. And it up. I, I think, I think it went great. Me too. Personally, like, we were jumping all over the place, but it was Dude, really fun. good conversation. Yeah. Um. We didn't stop. Yeah. Other than don't worry breakthrough. about Justin, his plugins don't matter. So, at JD Angel underscore on Instagram and... I think JD Angel Lowe's on Twitter. I think he changed it. I might have changed that. I bear, I forget my Twitter. <laughs> I mainly just use Instagram. Let's look it up. <laughs> Plug it in. Let's look it up. Aries the Pit. Oh, yeah. Instagram. Aries has her yeah. own Instagram page. Aries underscore the pit. Oh, Aries, Aries underscore the underscore pit. Ninja Boot Girl. <laughs> she don't even know I don't even show up. That's messed up. She thinks she's a lap dog. Try JD Angel underscore. JD Angel underscore. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> You're on my followers. Yeah. This I is where we it. edit it. JD Angel. Okay, it is JD Angel. Nice, bud. But I barely use it. <laughs> and then, talking about dogs, hit up my dog, good boy Shiloh. You know. Good underscore boy. Good boy Shiloh underscore on Instagram. Or good boy Shiloh on TikTok. You know, if you like some oh, nice yeah. fun dog posts. I also have a TikTok. Yeah. I South, South, that's JD Angel underscore. <laughs> Alright guys. Calling it out. Mm -hmm. Peace. We need a good sign off.